I'm so excited at what God's doing amongst us. And obviously, just by you being here, there's a hunger in your heart to hear God. And before I, I start speaking, what, what we want to do at the beginning of each of our sessions is to have a bit of a gear change. And what that is, we're going to put on some music for just a couple of minutes. And some of you have come from out of other places and been kind of moving around and so forth. We just want to take a minute to just be present in his presence and just to still our hearts, okay? So there's just going to be some music playing. Just want you to close your eyes. Don't need to be praying. Don't need to be speaking in tongues. Just be still. In this room right now, there are hundreds and thousands of radio waves. BBC Radio, Five Live, all the different things. And you need two things. You need a radio, and you need to tune in to be able to pick up those things. And first of all, what I want to look at is how many people, when you consider prayer, would say, prayer is me talking to God. That's probably sometimes people would would equate to say, yep, prayer is me talking to God. But the thing I wanted to start off with is an important part of prayer is knowing that God's speaking to us as much as we're speaking to Him. Job 33, 14 says, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. God speaks in many different ways. You know, when you're, how many people, when you've opened your Bible, all of a sudden a verse just jumps out at you and really speaks to you? Or how many people, during a, a message or, or a preach, or even one of the sessions here, just a, a line that someone says just jumps out and, and speaks to your heart right where you're at? Or maybe circumstances that you go through and you go, man, God, I know you're speaking to me. Or maybe sometimes you just, just a still small voice or, or a picture. God speaks to us in so many different ways. And what I want to talk about today, I want to be really practical. I'm hoping to talk for just a few minutes, and we're going to actually do it and be very practical in this. My heart today is I want to help everyone here to start, everyone in the room, to have a, the quick step, and the, the a foundation of how do I hear God in my life. For me, this journey was 30 years ago. When I, as, as your age, I, somebody taught me some things as to how do I recognize and tune in to the voice of God. So when we talk about the prophetic, what we're meaning is we're talking about hearing God for ourselves and hearing God for others. You see, the primary reason for hearing God is out of relationship. Out of deeper relationship comes deeper expression. And the most important thing, that, that, that our foundation for this is this, is that hearing God is part of our spiritual inheritance. Let me show you what I mean by that. In John 10, if you, you can have a seat on the screen here, it says, I'm the good shepherd. Now, this is Jesus speaking, okay? He's saying, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own, and, and my own know me. And verse 27 says this, My sheep hear my voice. Simon Hawley mentioned that last night even, just emphasizing that repetition is the exclamation mark of heaven. So God is speaking to us even in these various ways and multiple times. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So who's the shepherd? Okay, so who is a sheep here? Can I get a ma? There you go. My sheep hear my voice. So this scripture is a truth. If we are sheep, He is the shepherd. It says, my sheep hear my voice. It means we have an inheritance. My dad, I never had a very good relationship with my dad. He he was a Christmas and a birthday dad. I would get a present at Christmas and a present at my birthday. And then I got too old for that. And and my view of, of my own father influenced my view of Father God in heaven. You probably heard that in a number of sessions here. 
But my dad died quite suddenly when, um, one day, uh, a number of years ago, about 20 years ago now. And in the days before that, he told me, Mike, what I've done is I've done a will, and any of my estate, if I ever were to pass away, I've divided it up between the three sons, myself and two brothers, that, that I've divided my estate up, up uh, amongst them. But in, in the last years, about the last couple of years before he died, he ended up having a girlfriend. He, had a, he, he met someone, had a girlfriend. And so when he died suddenly, unexpectedly, then I, I went up to, to take care of his estate. And this girlfriend came up to me and said, just want you to know, we, cha- we changed the wheels before your dad died, and he's left you nothing. And I said, why would, why would that be? Why, why would my dad do that? But then you know what happened is that when they opened the official will, the official document, it was opened up, that what she didn't realize is my dad had actually left me something and she didn't know about it. What's the point I want to make with that? Is the Bible is our official word, the official document. And it says, my sheep hear my voice. But you might have another little voice that says, God doesn't speak to you. And sometimes we have to fight for our inheritance. And so I want to first of all say to you that hearing God is part of our inheritance. So if you're here today and say, God doesn't speak to me, I want to encourage you just to ask a simple prayer of God this morning. God, I want my inheritance. Can you say that? It says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. You see, it's first of all relationship of knowing God before we follow him in any kind of a directional thing. Because sometimes we think, God speak to me so I know what to do. And he's saying, I want to speak to you so that you would know me more. And then what, what I'll lead you into what I want you to do. The primary reason of hearing God is relationship. God wants to speak to each of us as a father. He wants relationship with us. And so also, we're wired for sound. I, I fixed computers in, in, in previous years and had somebody that couldn't get their computer working and the, the sound wasn't working and all the wires were there and everything and everything seemed fine. I turned it off, turned it back on again, but then ended up finding that it was just on mute. You see, we're wired for sound. God put in us his spirit and that spirit is like a radio for the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. So the Holy, the Holy Spirit speaking to our spirit allows us to hear God. We have the ability to hear God. We're sheep. Sheep know the shepherd and hear his voice. God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit in our lives. And one of the things as a journey in Lowestoft Church is that we're just continuing to try and encourage people on how to hear God. And one of the key things about hearing God is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you, have, if you have opportunity this week or you haven't yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit or filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to do that because the more you have of Him in your life, the more you'll hear of Him in your heart. And so it's just an important part of it. So what I want to do, let's be really practical here. In your packs or on the screen here, I want to give four keys to hearing God. Simon Hawley set us up so well last night about, I wish I knew there was the intimate voice of God. I wish I knew that there was the, variance part, the variable part of God. And I wish I knew there was the authoritative part of God. And now what I want to say is, so how do we hear God? I want to give four key steps. You'll see a little piece of paper that says four keys. If you don't have, you can make some notes. You can come and see afterwards if, if, if you need some more information about that. But here, I want to look at Habakkuk chapter 2. Go, go back one. There you go. Okay? Four key, four things. Now, how many have ever had to learn to ride a bicycle? Right? So when you started off, what did they put on the bikes when you were really little? Stabilizers, Stabilizers right? How many still have their stabilizers on their bike? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
The reason you have stabilizers at the beginning is to get you started. So you might be saying, do I have to have these stabilizers on all the time? No. So these four things are not every time you have to hear God, you need to do these four things. But I want to start right from the very beginning. How do I begin if I can't hear God? How, what are some things that can help me? Four things that will help me. We all love formulas. Four keys to hearing the voice of God for £19.99. How, this is for free. You got, okay, so Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower. I will look out and see what he will say to me. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. See, they even had iPads back then. So, it may, so he may run who reads it. Okay, four things really quickly, then we're going to do it. So this is really practical today. First of all, he says, I will take my stand in the watch post. If you have that little card, you'll see the notes right there. And station myself on the tower. The first thing, the first key to hearing God is I need to still myself. The biggest challenge we have today, how many people have found it difficult to even be still in your life? You know, work is like, I go to work, I get up, I go, and, and just, we never stop. You know, I'm a Canadian, and God kind of talked to me, you know, I ha- every, you're running so much, I have to hit you with a snowball rather than letting the snow build up on your shoulders while just being still. And so the first thing is being still. That's quieting, quieting ourselves and getting rid of the distractions of computers and all that sort of thing. And how many of you found sometime that when you sit down and be quiet, all of a sudden you get, remember all the things you need to do, right? So one of the things, one of the keys that I find is really helpful is to have a little piece of paper beside you. God, I'm here to be still. And all of a sudden, oh, I forgot to buy the milk. Or, oh, I forgot to, to hand in my paper. Then you're in trouble. But, but what you want to do is just make a note of that and park that thought. And so just stilling ourselves, we can be still in different ways. It's not just sitting quietly in a room. Some people aren't that type of people. Some people might be still by going for a walk. Or some people might be still by going into the forest or, or going, going for a bike ride or that sort of thing. Each of us have places where we can, we can be still. And so you might even, maybe you, you have the opportunity to take a lunch break or have a time in the middle of the day that we just go busy from busy. But I want to encourage you to make space. My number one challenge for you is to practice being still. You want to hear God? You have to practice being still. Be still and know that I am God. Some people find it helpful to just put on some really nice worship music, just to sort of, uh, music is something that, that can focus us. Last, uh, yesterday, um, uh, uh, Jody was talking about lingering longer in, in the Word of God, just taking a scripture and, and just meditating on it, just going really slowly through it and just stilling ourselves. Okay? So stopping and being still. So first, first bit of homework, practicing being still. So first key is I'm going to still myself. God, I'm just stilling myself in your presence. Because even when we're praying, we have a list and go, God, I pray for this, I pray for this, I pray for this, I pray for this. Amen. And then we're off. But I want to encourage you that you might be praying things that are on your heart, and then I want you to be still. The second thing, if you look at the verse, it says, go back one. It says, and I will look to see what he will say to me. If I'm listening to someone saying to me, he's talking about, I will look to see what I, he will, they will say to me. The point to that is, is that there's something of vision. And what we're suggesting here is this, is that I'm stilling myself. And I want to encourage you, the second step is to fix your eyes on Jesus. Well, you might say, what does Jesus look like? The point is, is that what you're doing is you're just, you're stilling. And just as 
bike stabilizers to start with, you're just going to close your eyes and picture Jesus in, 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 your, in your mind. What you're doing is you're, you're taking away from the external things and you're stilling yourself and looking and just listening on the inside in your inner man. So I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. There's a song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth go strangely dim. That might be a bit older there. but So I'm closing my eyes. I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. And turning, just being still before him. And it says, thirdly, I will look to see what he will say to me. First thing, I'm going to still myself. Being really practical here. Secondly, I'm just going to close my eyes and, and in, my, in my mind, I'm going to picture Jesus. I'm just going to still myself. And thirdly, I'm going to listen for spontaneous thoughts. What does God's voice sound like? Mike, I am your father. That's not... God's, one of the keys that I learned about hearing God is that God impressions are like spontaneous thoughts. Let me give you an example. How many people have been walking down the street or walking to class or something, and all of a sudden you had a thought, pray for Joe or pray for Sue? How many have had something like that? Yeah? Or, or all of a sudden you're in a situation, and it's like, get out of here, it's not safe. You, all of a sudden you just have this spontaneous sort of thought, right? God speaks in the spontaneous. And one of the reasons is, one of the things that we find is we think, well, that's just me. Maybe it's just me. But as we start to fix our eyes on Jesus... He begins to speak in a spontaneous thought or spontaneous picture. Our mind receives the spontaneous of God from our spirit. My wife, um, who, is not even, who wasn't even a believer at the time, she was probably about 14 years old. She was in class. She was sitting in her chair and she said she felt this real strong impression, become a Christian. And so she went home and said, Mom, what does it mean to be a Christian? And she came to find out that her mom had actually been a Christian for a number of years and had not been following Jesus recently. And so that came a conversation where she gave her life to Jesus. She wasn't a believer. And actually, you can consider that for us to become a Christian, God had to have spoken to our hearts to receive him, either through circumstances or, or by, by a still thought in our heart. So now, when we get spontaneous thoughts, there can be... One of three, first of all, if, if a thought is from God, it will be uplifting and encouraging. So we can tell, is it my thought? Is it me? Is it God? Is it the enemy? The first thing is to know is that God's thoughts will lift us up and encourage us and draw us closer to him. The enemy's thoughts will be things that pull us down, tear us down, or put us down. God doesn't want to speak to you or, or, or makes us feel condemned. My own thoughts tend to be more things that I'm mulling around. So it's almost like um, the idea of I'm thinking things and I'm thinking and just kind of going through a series of thoughts that, that tend to be my own thoughts. Now the one thing about when we hear God's voice and the spontaneous is that sometimes we begin to hear God. Maybe you've had this. You just begin to hear and you get one or two thoughts and you stop and go, is that me? Is that God? And you sort of stop the flow of the thoughts by analyzing them right away. And that's where the third, the, the, the fourth step is that we're going to write them down. You see, the thing that we need to understand is the fact that many times the reason that we, don't, we struggle to hear God is we think that all of the thoughts that we have are our own. But the thoughts, you are thinking that you're rubbish. Your thought, you should spend more time with God. You remembered someone to begin to pray with them. 
But what we want to do is, as we're stilling ourselves, fixing our eyes on Jesus, and listening for that spontaneous flow of thoughts or a picture, the, the fourth thing is, write down the flow of thoughts. So that's where we, we write them down. And one of the things that's helpful, for what, that helped me the most, is the fact that 30 years ago I had a teacher who gave me a journal. And a journal was something that he just encouraged me to, just to write down my own thoughts and the thoughts of my own heart. And you know, one of the persons that had a journal, you could sort of say, is David. I don't have time to go into it at the moment. <clears throat> but from, after this time, if you have a look at Psalms, you notice that all the beginning of Psalms say, why God? I don't understand. I, can't, I don't know why. Why is it that this happens? I, I, I'm down. Where are you, God? Almost like David's having a good day, bad day all over the place. So the first thing that David did at the beginning of all his psalms was he started to share his thoughts. And so even just at the very start, 30 years ago, somebody taught me this. And they encouraged me to start off with just writing down my prayers. Not all of them, because that would take you a long time. But just to start, in, when I'm in the presence of God, I'm stealing, I just begin to write, God, thank you. for. So for me, I had, here's, here's, my, here's one of my journals, so I've, so I put the date on it. This is in March. And, and I just start, wrote, here I am, Father. I didn't, I'm not writing really fast. I just kind of, I thank you for all your kindness and love for me. And how even now, in my current years, you're working in my heart even more. And so the first part of hearing God is just taking time to be able to spend time with him and sharing and pouring out our hearts. What you'll find in Psalms is that there's the word Selah. So you get, David goes, why? I don't understand. And then there's a the word Selah. And my mom used to read us the book of Psalms, and she would, in the Amplified Bible, it says, Selah, pause and calmly think of that. And so what David would do is he'd pour out his heart, and then he'd be calm. And then you'll see the second half of the Psalms is God's thoughts and, God, and things in his prayers that, that are more God's thoughts. So for me, as I'm listening to God, I'm stilling myself, I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. And all of a sudden, I had this thought come to my mind, rest in me. So rather than stop and analyze, is this God, is this me? I wrote it down. Rest in me. Natural rest and relaxation will help you to a measure. Another time I was saying, God, I don't, I don't know where I can find you right now. I'm just really frustrated. And, and I felt like God just sort of said, let's keep it simple. Follow me and not man. And so just that, that sort of sense of, of God speaking to our hearts. And then we write them down. Now, one of the things that just, we're going to now practically do this. One of the things that's important is as we start to hear and write down things, avoid asking God the really big questions right away, right? God, who am I going to marry? God, where should I go to university? Those are important things. But it's important that as we're learning to hear God, that we keep it simple, start with our relationship, and allow God to speak in those things. He will give us encouragement and ways to be able to hear him that way. But one thing to know is the fact that when we hear God, it does three things. In 1 Corinthians 14, as I just come into land here, 1 Corinthians 14, it says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, say strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. What that means is today in, in, in in our relationship with God as Christians, that everything that we hear from God and when we communicate those things, we need to be speaking with strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. It's not good to go up and say, God says he's mad at you. That, that's not, 
you might say the Old Testament had that, but that was a different time. It's a different place. That, that now with Christ, that he, he, has, he has taken care of all the judgment. And so now, words that we receive, so when we're hearing God for ourselves and hearing God for others, it's for strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. And lastly, the very important thing is the fact that whatever you hear from God, you need to test. You test it with the Word of God. Does it line up with the Word of God? If somebody says, oh, I just feel like God wants me to leave this church. There might be time God moves you on to another place. Or God told me that I should quit my family. (laughs) Well, does the Bible, does that line up with the Bible? Or God told me to do something. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, then then that's not God. Test it with a trusted leader. As you first start to hear, I want to encourage you to get a journal and, and start to just share. Does this sound like God? And it just, it'll be encouraging for you for that. And, and what you write is, and so the prayers you write are, are personal, and then the things you, you hear from God, you can share. So it's really important that, that we, we test what we hear and allow God to speak to our hearts. Okay, so I'm going to do something really practical now. We're going we're to take an opportunity to hear God. And there was a guy named Elisha in the Bible in 2 Kings chapter 6. You don't need to necessarily write that down. But he had a servant, and the servant went out on the wall and found that the whole city, you know this story, the whole city was surrounded uh, by, by, by an army. And he went to Elisha, and he said, Elijah, we're, we're doomed, there are all these people. And Elisha said, Lord, I pray you would open their eyes to see, his eyes to see, that there's more for him than against him. You see, Elijah prayed for the servant's eyes would be opened. The next verse, the next sentence says, and his eyes were opened. So what I want to do is, I really believe in releasing people to hear God. And what I want to do is, I want to pray for us, and I want to just ask God to ask to open your hearts, to hear His voice, even if it's maybe for the very first time. So will you just close your eyes for a second, bow your heads? Father, I just want to thank You right now. Lord, Your Word says, My sheep hear My voice. And Lord, we want our inheritance today. I thank you, God, that you speak again and again. And Lord, we just need to tune in to hear you. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I just prophesy sight to see, ears to hear, uh, heart to sense the heart of God. And in Jesus' name, I thank you for this opportunity and the privilege to be able to serve these wonderful group of people. And I pray for everyone in this room that they would hear your voice and, and have a journey of beginning to walk in that from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, now let's do it very practically. Now, for some, you might find that in this environment, you might find it difficult to hear. But I'm giving you some tools so you can maybe this afternoon when you've got a, a quiet time or when you go for a walk or when you're just on your own in your tent to be able to practice these four things. So let's do that. What I want you to do is you'll find now in your pack a, a little pad of paper and a little pen. Or you might have your own paper. If you already have some paper and somebody doesn't have, maybe you can... Give them the, the pad and paper just so there's, everyone has some paper, okay? So you have a little pad and a little pen. Everybody okay? All right, so let's do this now. So what we're going to do, I'll just give some instruction and then we'll do it practically. We're going to still ourselves. That doesn't mean we start speaking in tongues and start you know, just working really busy. We're stilling ourselves. We're putting ourselves in receive mode. He is the Holy Spirit. He's going to speak to our hearts. 
we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus, and then we're going to then um, listen for what he's going to say. Now, when you have a journal, I want to encourage you. I have 30 years, not every day, but I have 30 years of journals. And what I do in my journals is I'll put the date. So go ahead and put the date at the top of this. The reason you put a date is that what you're going through right now, you'll come to a place when you're on the other side of it, and you'll be able to look back and see how God encouraged you, spoke to you about that, and it becomes, you're building a history. What we're talking about here today is building a history with God in relationship and hearing Him. So you're going to put the date there. And so in my journal, as I'm reading the Bible and something steps out, I'll write that down. It's a verse. I write that down in my, in my journal. But what I want us to do, I want you to write this question down in that, on that piece of paper. We're going to ask God a very specific question. Father, you can write this down. Father, how do you see me? Father, how do you see me? Okay. All right. So now what I want to do is, let's just sit still, just for a second. Father, just speak peace to every mind right now. Now what I want you to do is we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. And just as a simple exercise, I just want you to picture Jesus standing in front of you. Or maybe walking with you along along the road. You're just fixing your eyes in your inner, inner man. And we're asking the question, God, how do you see me? For some, you might have a verse that comes to mind right away, and you can write that verse down. For some, you might just have a single word, first of all. You can write that down. For some, you might have a picture of something. You can just write down what that picture is. And then, after you just get that initial word, just say, Lord, Explain that a little bit more. And just listen. And rather than stopping and deciding, is this me, is this God? I just want to encourage you, just um, keep writing. Don't stop the flow of what you're getting. Just we're, we're, not, we're listening to the Holy Spirit. God's speaking through the Holy Spirit. If you don't get anything initially, just be still. We're just going through this right now. Don't be anxious if you, nothing's coming to your mind right now. Not, not feeling anything. Just be still. We're lingering longer here, just as Jody taught us yesterday. You might have part of a verse come to your mind. You can just write that down. You don't have to remember where that verse is, but just... Okay, now... The very first year that someone taught this, these things to me, the very first year, most of my journal were things that I wrote to God. If, you, if I had my 1984 journal in front of you, it would be things that I was talking to God, like David. God, why? I don't understand. Why don't I have a girlfriend? All those sort of lamenting things as a teenager and all that sort of things. But So I just want to take a second to just have us, we're going to write, our prayer to God, just really simply. What I want you to do is, I want you to write underneath this, I want you to start, thank you God, or thank you Father. Thank you Father. And I want you just to begin to keep 
writing. What do you, thank him for something and just keep writing. It might take you a, a, a little bit to find the right words to say, but just get your pen moving and just write your prayer. Thank you, Father, and just thank him for something this week. Thank you for something that he spoke to you about. Okay. Appreciate it. I'm not giving you very much time, but I'm just giving you the tools. So, going away from here today, when we finish, you're going to practice being still. I want to encourage you to get yourself a journal. You've got a little pad of paper to start with. I want to encourage you, not all your prayers, I'm not going to ask you to start writing down every prayer. But I want you saying, God, in faith, I want my inheritance. My sheep hear my voice. I want to hear from you. And you can start... When we did this in our church, for, we did it each week at the beginning of, our, of one of our sessions we were doing. We just said, I want you just to write out, start and thank God, write a prayer to God. And what people found was they said, it helps me to feel more relaxed and more focused on God in that moment. And, and so I just want to encourage you, you can write down those prayers. And then secondly, then listen and go through those things that we just did. Now, I want to do another exercise then. We want, what we want to do is we want to build a little bit. We've talked about hearing God for ourselves. And now I want to do a couple of things in a safe way for hearing God for others. Now, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot, so this is going to be a very safe thing, okay? In your little pack, you're going to find a little slip of paper that has the fruit of the Spirit. For those of you that don't have a pack, um, it's up on the screen here, okay? So you can look at that. Sorry. Okay, So if, but if you've got a pack, you'll find a little slip of paper, just for your reference. Now, when, sometimes you may find this, is that when you read a, a scripture... A part of it jumps out. Even Jody was talking about this yesterday, about when, you, when you're lingering and meditating, a part of it just jumps out at you, okay? So sometimes, when you're reading a verse, and maybe even God just speaks to us by, what you'll find is, you see this, this what the fruit of the Spirit is. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What I want to do is, I'd like you to sort of pair up with somebody beside you, Okay? So just for the sake of time, just have somebody next to you. It's going to be really safe. And just what I want you to do is just pair up with a person beside you. So just pick somebody on your left or your right. Okay. And this is what we're going to do. As we look at this, we're going to pray. Each of us are going to pray uh, just quietly for the other person for a second. And we're going to say this. We're going to ask God this. You don't have to write it down. But God... What fruit of the Spirit is growing well in their life right now? Okay, so what that means is it's, I'm just quieting myself, I'm looking at those words, and, I'm, and what God will do is He might draw your attention to one particular one. Or you might actually get a thought in your head that says love. You know? And so um, the, all we're going to do then is we're just going to pray for them and just say, Father, I pray that you would even fill them with more love. In Jesus' name. That's all. Keep it really simple, okay? So what we're going to do, let's quiet ourselves just for a second. And I want you just to say, just want you to, we're asking God, God, what fruit of the Spirit is growing well in, my, in, my other, in the other person's life? So have a look at that. And just see which of those God highlights. You might also end up getting a couple more thoughts with that just keep it really simple but what I want you to do now is just with your partner each take a turn now let me say this when we we not we shouldn't be under pressure to hear God so if somebody says do you did you hear something if we haven't heard anything we can say no I, I didn't hear anything at this moment and that's okay 
Don't feel like you have to be pressured to say something, okay? But share which one of those things you felt was growing well in their life. So go ahead and share that with your partner. And then just pray a quick prayer for each other. Just say, Lord, I pray for even more of that in their life. Quick prayer. Okay. So this is one practical way. It's kind of a, a little bit of, a, of, a, of a, a hearing God tool for you. If you're maybe praying for someone or you're in a, in a group together and, and you can just sort of say, God, what fruit of the Spirit's growing well in their life? And you can share that with them as, as a way to, to be able to. Or as if you have a scripture for someone, just say, God, what, what part of it you want to highlight in that, okay? Now, we're going to do one more thing. And sometimes people will hear a thought, like my wife, who, who heard kind of the thought, like a, like a thought in your head that was, become a Christian. That's like words that you hear. You don't tend to always hear this big voice from outside, but it's kind of your own thoughts. Some people see pictures. Anybody would say that when God sort of speaks on things, they, they see more of a picture? Yeah? Okay. So... Sometimes God will give us a picture when we're praying for someone. So all of a sudden we're praying for somebody and all of a sudden you have a picture of a flower. Okay? And so sometimes people will say, I just feel like God showed me a picture of a flower. That's it. <laughs> I want to encourage you that when God gives you a picture, he has a reason for giving you that picture. And so Graham Cook talks about the phrase of kind of stepping back in your heart and asking God, God, what do you mean by that picture? And listen, and he'll, he'll give you some things to add to that, okay? But also, sometimes that God will, allow, will speak to us through something that we see, a picture uh, of something. So you'll see in your pack, we'll see if this is going to work. Um, this worked good in theory, but I'm not sure of this. So what you'll find in your pack, and you'll see on the screen, about four pictures in your pack. And what I want you to do is... Can you, can, can you try to get into groups of three? Just around, can be people that you're with. If you have to be with four, whatever, but the best is try to do with three, okay? Just pick three people around you really quickly. Okay, it's going to be really safe. You're not going to have to. So just, and I have the red caps with, can you just be on, be on guard here with uh, kind of watching what we're doing here, so. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. The reason that I chose three people or asked you to get in three people is that when we hear God for others, especially when we're learning, it's important that we don't take them aside privately and say, can I give you a word privately? It's good that we have somebody with us. So when we're teaching people to hear God, or they say, I just felt I want to encourage you, we take somebody along with us. So what we're going to do is this. So the three of you, one person is going to kind of listen to God one person is going to receive, and the other person is going to listen, and then we're going to switch it around, okay? So let me explain that, okay? So Jody here is going to, going to help me with this. What you're going to do with these pictures, you can kind of, the, the group of your three, you're probably going to end up with a few more. If you put those all together as a group of three, you'll end up with probably about ten pictures that are different. So just lay them out in front of you, or if you can. Okay? So just, you, you, we're, we're having a group. For those of you at the back, can you see these different pictures? Okay. So, let me just give you a quick example here, okay? I want to be really, really clear. So, if Jody, she's going to be listening, she's going to ask God to, to show one of these pictures that she wants to encourage me, 
Okay, I'm the receiver. The other person is just going to be listening. So Jody, first of all, will just look at those pictures. And again, you kind of, God will draw your attention or you're focused on one of the pictures of, of that collection. So Jody's just going to have a look at that. And she... Okay. So then she'll have that, that picture and then she'll just sit quietly just for a second and just say, God, is there anything more you want to share about this picture to encourage this person? So, for instance, without putting words in here, is that there might, if, what was your picture? If you, that, that one there. Okay. So, so, if you were to put something that you felt like God gave you about that, what was, what was a thought that you had with that? So, you had that picture. Okay. Um, okay, so God showed me this picture, which is, if you can't see it, it's wellies um, on a fork gardening. Um, and I just felt God say to me, you need to dig deeper. Okay, good. So just a, a little quick encouragement there, okay? So what we're going to do then, and again, if, if this is something that you're not quite comfortable with, you can just listen and participate or just observe. But what we're going to do is, in your groups, just quickly, one person pick to hear first, okay? One person pick to receive. We're going to switch around. Okay, now what I want you to do, the person, all those that are going to be hearing in this exercise first, let's just still our hearts. Everyone else, just be still around you. Just be still and just look at the pictures that you have in front of you or on the screen and just say, God, which picture do you want to highlight? And when you have that picture, you can pick it up if you've got it in front of you or have a look. And and just now we're just talking to God and saying, God, is there anything specific that you want to encourage them with. Don't go start getting into a long word of things and stuff, but just keep it really simple, a simple thought, okay? Let's just be still for a minute. When you're ready, just quietly, because there'll be a lot of noise, but just quietly share with the other person the picture and any thought you had. If you just had the picture and you're not sure what it is, then we're celebrating the fact that God draw attention to a picture, okay? We're taking small steps there, okay? So go ahead, quietly share. No, no, the person just listen. The other, the person doesn't add to it. Just the person speaking. The third person is just listening at the moment. Okay. When you've shared, then switch around. Pick another person to hear, another person to receive, and the other person just to listen. And then go ahead. So the next person, go ahead. You pick a picture. Okay. When you're when you've done that, just the last person, go ahead, and then we're going to wrap up. So just give us a couple minutes here if you can. Okay, so the third person, person that's left, have a listen. Give us a wave if you're done. Okay, let me just have your ears for a couple more minutes. Folks, with all sincerity of my heart, I want you to know that you have an inheritance, that you are sheep. He is the good shepherd. And my sheep hear my voice. And the biggest temptation the enemy will give to you is to say, this isn't for you. But I want to encourage you to fight for your inheritance. I set before you a set of keys and a journey to be able to build relationship with the one that's talking to you all the time. My son, when we started to do this, at first, it wasn't working. He just, it doesn't work for me, he said. But he just kept writing and after a little bit, he said, Dad, I'm starting to hear. I'm starting to recognize. And then the important thing is, as, I was, as he was starting to share things, he came up to me and says, Dad, does this sound like God? And I go, yeah, that's it. And so that's why it's good to share what you hear. And so it gets encouragement to keep hearing more.
Now, I want to set you on a journey. And what you'll find is that, um, for those of you that have packs, that what you'll have in there a little card that just sort of has a few questions on it. And if, if you just have paper here and you didn't get a pack, I want to give you one question. I just want you to go away and ask God, just say, God, when is the best time to meet with you? Okay? You don't have to do it right now. I'm, gonna, I'm sending you this as, as homework. Okay? And lastly, you'll find in your pack two index cards. I want to encourage you that the reason God speaks to us for others is to be a blessing and encouragement. Encouragement, comfort, and strength. I want to encourage you to go, to go from this time and ask God to give you something of encouragement for one of, your, for one of your leaders or someone in your group to be a blessing. Don't start telling them about where they're going to move and all those sort of things. Keep it really simple. Encouraging, comfort, and strength, okay? But I want to thank you for your time today. And um, Jody, tell us a little bit about what you're doing tomorrow.